Hi guys, my name is Tashoy. And my name is Natasha. And welcome, welcome to, to His Word. word. Yeah. We are here to bring you His Word through testimonies. And His Word is here to encourage, uplift, inspire, help, believe, and to trust. So what is a testimony, you may ask? I'll let you know. A testimony is a testament of what God is doing in your life. It is powerful to share your testimony and it will help other people who are going through the exact same thing. So guys, please remember to hear his word, speak his word, and share his word. His His word word is God's word. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode on Testimony Tuesdays. My name is Natasha Brown, your main host, and this is Tashoy Brown. And we are here to basically um, speak to you about episode two, season two, on what it means to be highly favoured by God. So our anchor verse is Proverbs chapter three, verse four. Then you will find favour with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. Amen. Amen. Right, so we just wanted to let you guys know what does it mean to be highly favored according to the bible so the bible shows us that when you are highly favored by god he will also bring people to help you in the exact moment when you need help Mm -hmm. a person who is favored by god has great delight in being in god's presence and we know that you will receive blessings so you can become a blessing hallelujah amen and That is also linked to a destiny helper. So a destiny helper is someone who is connected to your destiny, someone who's able to help you achieve your predestined will that God has set in store for you. Amen. So guys, it's really important that in your walk with God, anytime that you experience anything, just ask God, God, you know what? Send me destiny helpers or help me to be a destiny helper for a person out there. And a prime example in in the Bible is from Joseph, which I think is a perfect example of a person who was highly favored in the bible backstory of him it was that he was already favored by god anyway like him and his dad had a wonderful relationship but his brothers were envious of him and and as a result of them being envious of him they resented him they put him in a pit and they lied and said that he was eaten and then they sold him as a slave now if you're planning to 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 hear more about this story this is all found in genesis But the point that we're trying to make, it was after he was sold and after he went into jail. That's the the main point that we're going to focus on in this episode. So in Genesis chapter 39 verse 6, we're going to explain how he was favoured. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. But Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master, trust me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. She kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day, but he refused to sleep with her and he kept out of her way as much as possible. One day, however, no one else was around when he went in to do his work. She came and grabbed him by his cloak, demanding, come on, sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, but left his cloak in her hand as he ran from the house. As we go on to the scripture, 
in verse 15 it says when he heard me scream he ran outside and got away but he left his cloak behind me she kept the cloak with her until her husband came home then she told him her story that the hebrew slave that they brought into the house tried to come and fall around with her amen amen so what's crazy is joseph was put in a place where he was highly favored but then the enemy of progress came his wife you know Potiphar's wife and she had falsely accused him of raping her and as a result of that even though he was a virgin he was put in jail now if I was put in jail for a crime that I haven't committed I would feel a type of way I, I, would, I wouldn't even want to pray I, I wouldn't want to do anything because I'm thinking God why have you allowed these things to happen yeah yeah so I kind of feel like and even in jail as well people are able to judge you and treat you according to your crime yeah but even when he was in jail you know he was favoured by the officials in jail. By the prison keepers, he was highly favoured as well because God saw that the wife was going to be a problem mm. if Joseph was brought back out of prison to work near the king. He mm. was going to be in much more danger exactly. with this wife because as the Bible told us, she was lustful. She, everything about him she wanted and as you notice, she was going to do anything me necessary to go and find a way to get him. Exactly. But we need to understand he was a virgin as well. Mm -hmm. So he couldn't, he wouldn't even know what to do for him to run away. And then she made up that whole excuse. You know that God had a plan for Joseph and the enemy was trying to block him and stop him from fulfilling his destiny. Genesis thirty nine twenty one says, But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. Amen. Amen. So that's amazing. It just shows how sometimes people are able to put you in places that you do not want to be. But regardless of that, God was able to turn everything that the enemy wanted to use to kind of like destroy him for greatness. Because, you know, it talks about how here, how the guard gave him authority over the other prisoners. So he didn't even check on his work. He had that much authority and status in jail that, you know, people didn't ever question him. And even in um, Genesis fifty twenty, it says that, you know, God is able to use what the enemy has placed out there for his advantage, for him, for him to ensure that you fulfill your purpose. So guys, regardless of what you're experiencing in life, God is able to use that and turn it around for good, yeah? Now, that isn't even the end of how he was um, favoured. There was also another circumstance where in the prison, because he had so much power and authority, there was two prisoners who gave, who was trying to understand what their dream was about. Now, God had given joseph this gift of interpretation which is one of the gifts of the holy spirit mm -hmm. and he was able to understand dreams and let you know exactly what the dream meant now when he told them the dream he told one of them to remember him because now i've told you what the information remember me because you're going to go you're not going to be a prisoner no more you're going to go away the other one unfortunately he didn't make it but what we need to understand is god can favor you in the hardest situations in your life mm -hmm. because there's a many people in the Bible who you can say God was with them, God guided them, God brought people to them, even when they were at the deepest and lowest part of their lives. And in Joseph's situation, you can see that he never doubted God. He didn't have any any reason to speak against God and to this to be harsh and angry against God because it's like he understood that everything will work in his favor in the right time. Amen. Because True. 
you expect your life to turn around as soon as you pray. Mm. But with God's timing, because right now, the, when you wake up tomorrow, that could have been 50 years in God's time. Mm. But you are seeing it day by day because you're living it out. But when God plans your life, everything falls into place according to his will and the purpose for you. Exactly. And as a result of him being able to interpret dreams, the guy whose dream he, he interpreted, he worked underneath the king. And because he worked underneath the king, he was able to recommend Joseph to the king to interpret his dreams. And as a result of that, as a result of that one destiny helper, you know, the king then went and found Joseph. And at the end of this, he was able to appoint to Joseph as a government official in charge of the whole country. So imagine he went in jail for a crime that he did not commit. But as a result of God favoring him and God put him in the right place at the right time, he was able to come out higher than anything else yeah. than he was prior. So just to summarize this whole thing, regardless of where you are from, regardless of your situation, regardless of what, what, what the enemy tries to do to you for bad, God is able to turn it around for good. And he's able to make sure that whatever, you know, is turned around for good, it will work in your favor, you know, and it will put you amongst things that you never ever expected, yeah? Just a short tip before we go into the testimony. Every time things don't go according to plan, don't doubt God. Mm. Don't get angry with God. Mm. Don't get frustrated with God. Mm -hmm. And don't start to blame God because things are not working in the way that you want it to work in. It will work out, but just not in that particular way. But it will, it will eventually it will work, it will work out. out. But that is not the way to approach a situation. Mm. Because if you're still alive for you to complain, then you should be rejoicing. You should be thanking God because you have another day to see that things can turn around. Another person doesn't have another day to see if it turns around. People right now that have COVID, they don't have another day to see if it's gonna, if things are gonna turn around and they're gonna leave the hospital or they're gonna be cured. So why don't you start rejoicing for, the, for just being alive and breathing? Right now we have to wear face masks. And I don't know about you, but I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, these for face masks, because I, I work at a particular place, I have to wear it all day. So I have to wear it for hours on end. And you know what is, what's crazy is, even though I'm wearing the face mask, I can't hear. It's like putting on the face mask has really just... My Tampered with your hearing. senses are just not the same anymore. Like, I'm, I'm speaking to a customer, I'm like... Sorry? Sorry. Could you repeat that, please? Could you please repeat that? And he's, he's just annoyed at me because I can't hear. But it's not my fault I can't hear. It's not my fault that I can't hear. But anyway, we um, <laughs> digress. Our next guest on here today who wants to share her testimony on how she was highly favoured is Millicent. And she's currently from South Africa. She owns her own um, tech company. Like, she's highly intelligent. And it's, it's all as a result of what God has done in her life. Amen. So, without further ado... Hi, Millicent. Would you like to share your testimony? Wow, I've got a lot of testimonies, but um, my main testimonies is my main, main, main testimony comes from um, where God has taken me and where I am right now. Okay. Like a lot of people look at it, uh, the kind of things that I've achieved, the, yeah. how I run uh, my company so successfully, how I managed to innovate, how I managed to impact lives. Mm -hmm. And I always tell them that. Um, the Millicent that you see now, it's not the Millicent that was yeah, three years right. ago, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know where to start. I think I'll just tell you, like, based on my background and where I come from. So growing up, um, I I stayed with my parents. 
right? Mm-hmm. I, okay, wait. I was I was raised by my grandparents from the time I was in primary, mm-hmm. and I moved to to stay with my mother. You know, my mother got married with me, so which means um, he got married to a man that was not my father, but he just like married us. Okay. Get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So then I stayed with them. I think during my secondary school and i i didn't even know that the man was not my father honestly he was so good to me mm-hmm. and i i thank god for that he's late now so he was the only one who was working my mom was a housewife and we lost him he passed on and at some point they separated before he passed on things were not going well in their marriage at that time which really really affected me mm-hmm. a lot because then most of the time i had to jump in to kind of take over my mother's responsibilities for example i have two siblings that i had to take care of sometimes when they're not talking to each other i'll be you know the one to to go and meet with my dad my stepdad but i knew him as my dad i didn't know he wasn't my dad by the way so i'll meet with him and then he would do the things you know for me to facilitate that thing i look at i look back right now and i'm like wow it must have really affected me so bad you know so and that is why I ended up in that relationship that I was telling you about on my yeah, YouTube yeah. channel. The, yes, the, yeah. the one that I was in right now. But I'm not going to go into that one. I'm going to tell my testimony from where God has taken us, right? Yeah. So, okay, then I I pushed you can imagine the kind of background that I was in. My mother uh, became a widow and unemployed. Things were very hard. And um, my family from my father's side, they obviously were not like in good terms with my mother after everything that happened. So we had to move out of uh, our house, the house that my dad bought so then my mother had to make a plan for us to find something to stay so we stayed in a shack hey uh just the four of us it the condition was horrible like i remember there were times and that time i mean grade 12 i need to they need to my mother had to make means for me to go to varsity so i was doing very well at school i passed very well but i just didn't get um bursaries because also where i come from in my village it's very rural so Mm -hmm. inform a lot of information about bursaries any information even information about how you can apply to get into varsity it was very Mm -hmm. rare and scarce for us to obtain so it was so 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 rural. where were you from south africa limpopo limpopo okay yeah yeah okay cool so fast forward the story of um staying in a shack like i was telling you that the condition was so bad that sometimes you would be sleeping and start raining and Mm -hmm. our roof just come off and my mother would my mother and my younger brother, they would wake up and try to protect me and my younger sister. So it was just like one room where we were sleeping in there, the four of us, we were eating in there, bathing in there, doing everything in there. And we only had like one bed, you know, and Mm -hmm. it was even in very bad uh, condition. But I thank God because that very same background is the one that actually made me who i am somehow it shaped me i began to understand that actually i can change this and that is where i think i 
even though I didn't know that maybe I might have been purposed to change my background, to be the pillar of my family that I am right now. Yeah. But it was, you know, in that situation that I had to stand up and no one told me that, you know what, we are separating, you know what, we are suffering Millicent, you have to make sure that you, 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 you take care of us, you, you know, you do everything, go get your studies and believe God for your qualification and your job. No one told me that. But somehow I thank God that I feel like I was chosen by God, you know, to, to be the pillar of my family. And he has given me everything that I needed because I mean, I could have started a lifestyle of going with sugar daddies. I could have, you know, started selling my body. I mean, no one could tell me anything, you know, yeah. but instead the fact that I made that choice, I was able to make that choice to say, I'm going to take care of my siblings. I need to make a plan. I need to get a job. I need to study hard. I mean, that was grace on its own because nobody told me to do that. I saw it as my responsibility to make sure that I do it as the bigger sister, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Then I went to varsity. When I went to varsity, I remember my mother, because of the situation, she decided to follow me. She decided to be born again. And because I was the only one who was born again at that time, she decided to join me and accepted Jesus Christ. Her faith really lifted me so much. I remember leaving and she said to me, you know what, you're going to school. I'm going to... If it means I go and wash people's clothes, like maybe do uh, maid jobs in many different houses per day, it's fine. I will do it. I really want you to get an education. So that's literally what my mother did. And I, I went to school. I remember when I went to school that day, I was just crying. We were just crying. I was very emotional because I was moving to a bigger city, Jobek. I'm sure you know Jobek, right? Yeah. I was coming to Johannesburg in Gauteng and living from a rural for the first time, traveling alone. So in most cases, you find that a, a lot of children, they have parents coming with them to varsity. So mm -hmm. that pain of just being alone and it's your first time even traveling. You don't even have the money. You don't know where you're going to sleep. You don't know what you're going to eat. You don't know what's going to happen. There is no secured income that can give you that assurance and security to say, I'm going to finish school, right? So... I went to Valley University of Technology and I remember when I was on the queue, on that day, my mother said to me, she's going to uh, call a few relatives who lives around that area and maybe they could help me with accommodation until she she gets some money or get a job right yeah. so while i was on the queue my mother kept calling so it was just rejection after rejection like mm -hmm. people were giving excuses like they couldn't help us which i understand right so um if she's my best friend now so this girl was standing in front of me and she overheard me speaking sipedi right that's my home language and then you know when you meet someone who speak the same language as you yeah you kind of feel like you yeah yeah especially in a foreign province you feel like wow actually we are supposed to be friends because yeah, we can so then she was like is everything okay i'm like no this is what is happening my mother's unemployed i think this is the <laughs> the most uh, spoken sentence, like this is the sentence that I've said with my mouth. My mother's unemployed everywhere. I think it was my biggest fear that I was just telling everyone, you yeah. know, and I told her that this is what is happening. We don't have money. I don't know where I'm going to sleep. I have to go back to Limpopo. 
as soon as she gets the money or you know so then she said to me no you know where i live um there's two single beds in my bedroom uh it's just a house across the 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 campus and that is my sister's colleague's house they're actually planning on they don't know if they want to sell it or they just want to get students to rent it out you know then she was like you're welcome to come and sleep with me until you are you are sorted girl that was god because first of all it was just opposite the the campus which means i didn't have to worry about money for transport to school or to attend classes i could just walk you know to campus and come back so my mother was only worried about making sure that i contribute so also it wasn't easy you know staying together when you know you won't always be able to contribute for food you know how it is you know especially if the next person didn't even plan for that so it was very difficult but she was patient enough with me and I thank God for her, you know. So I can say my whole life at Varsity, it was all about God sending people my way to meet mm-hmm. my needs. Every single roommate that I had, their family loved me and they decided, I remember one of my roommates, her family would start buying things for two people. And mm-hmm. also she would, uh, whenever she would do shopping, she'd say to me, sorry, excuse me, I, I can't buy for one person. I hope you don't mind if I always, if I always bring you something to it. I do and not I'm mind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> people do not know, you know. Yeah. And the most powerful part of my testimony in this regard is they didn't know that they were meeting my need because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I had pride. Okay, mm-hmm. holy pride. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. that that holy pride where you don't want people to be saying shame, shame. Yeah, and having pity on you. Yeah, I understand. You know, yeah, I just yeah. solely depended on God. So um, when they would do that, they didn't know that they're actually meeting my need. And which was good because right now, no one can claim what I have. Only God receives the glory of what I have. Sometimes when people help you, they don't need to know. And that is what I pray for. Even when I believe God for something, that's why I was saying in my other video to say, I don't anticipate handouts because at the end of the day, people are going to claim that they made you, you know, but when you look up to God, God will touch the hearts. And when they come, they don't need to know your situation. Mm. People will just come and bless you, you Mm. know, and, you it, it's between you and god and at the end of the day you give god the glory to say thank you for the bread on my table okay. that person who invited me to help them with math- mathematics they decided to dish out for me for me it was a provision because i didn't know what i was going to eat when i went back to my room so that was basically my life adversity until i finished so i want to say that it was very difficult because i had this burden to say i need to work hard i need to change my background i need to that situation at home i'm tired of going back to the same situation although we didn't afford for me to visit home i would stay with some of the international students at rest because there was no money it's either i get that 200 rands to sustain me or i use it to go home where there isn't food Mm. either you know, I had to choose to stay uh, and not see my family, you know, in some of the school holidays. So 
God has been so faithful to me. Um, I managed to finish and I remember during my final year, I was expected to pay. Okay, no, during my, I worked hard first year and, but we didn't know how we were going to pay my, for my fees. And um, my mother called me the other day and she was like, I received a letter from school and it says that you're only owing 1000 something. So I was like, serious, but we didn't pay. Then she's, I, I was like, we need to get money. I need to come home, get the letter and go take it to school, right? Because they made a mistake. Then we we decided to, you know, when you're from a rural area, you're even scared <laughs> that you're going to be in trouble. How come mm -hmm. your fees are paid? How? Yeah. No, guys, investigate me, you know? <laughs> so I went home. <laughs> I went home and I went to fetch the letter. The day I went home, we also got another letter to say I'm accepted at Rice. Wow. So, which means my mother didn't have to worry about paying yeah. the landlord um, money every month because also she she didn't manage to pay all the time. Sometimes she, the landlord would be shouting, you know, not understanding why is my mother haven't paid rent and stuff. But yeah, we got that letter and I took both the letters. Then I went back to school. Then I, I remember going to finance, going there and I was so nervous. When I presented the letter, the lady checked on the computer and she was like, this is how much you owe. It didn't even add, because um, usually when they release um, statement, right? If you don't pay on time, it adds, uh, what do you call it? Interest. Oh, interest. Yeah. Okay. Interest. Yeah. So she was like, how come it wasn't accumulating any interest? By the way, you're only owing like 1000 something. I don't remember correct. My mother kept that letter because she says it's her big, biggest testimony. Mm. I'll ask her to give it to me. <laughs> I'll take a copy. Wow. Yeah. So, so then they were like, that's what you owe. We don't know till today what happened. So when I went into the next year, we were able to save so much. My mother was washing for a lot of families, cleaning up for them. I paid it and I got the buzzer. Yeah. So now I was able to share whatever that I made with my siblings yeah. and my family. And my mother didn't have to worry about sending me anything. So I survived varsity life without having cash. Mm. Like God was just providing. I remember telling this other girl she used to offer to do my hair not knowing that she's meeting my needs because yes, I don't have money to do my hair oh, you know and then I would say yo girl I don't remember the last time I touched money like mm. to save 50 bucks or I don't remember and sometimes she'd come and say oh Millie take the ears 30 bucks go and buy something let's go buy you know she just loved me so much so everyone who's my friend right now that I met at varsity were literally people that got sent my way that is why I believe so much in uh, divine relationships, yes. you know. So um, I graduated and um, I started, I stayed at home. I went home, back home to the same situation. It really humbled me because um, I think I stayed for the whole of the second quarter of 2014 and the first six months of 2015. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's full year. Mm. there I almost lost myself like I was always depressed because even to apply for a job it was it needed money for me to get a taxi to go to town from it's already money for me to print out a CV it's money 
data is money. To be able to view my emails, I had to go somewhere and ask a cousin of mine, can I open my emails on your laptop? That's how it used to be. So, but then uh, by the grace of God, I got a, an internship program. I started in August 2015. And on my birthday in, in January 2016, I got an opportunity to, a fully paid opportunity to go and do my training in India. Wow. And that, that's where I did my training in business analysis. And yeah, when I came back, I worked so hard, but also even God's praise was on my side. And they told, they said, like, I've seen God's favor. I was just chosen. You know, mm. when, when we always do everything and everyone is holding their thumbs or sucking their thumbs and I'll just, I'll, my name will always be on top. My name will always be mentioned on top. Mm -hmm. This group is going to Discovery Holdings. You're going to be, this is our number one biggest client. We mm -hmm. trained you guys specifically for this client. Let us list the names. Millicent Machak. Like I would always mm -hmm. be the first one to, you know, to be mentioned. Mm -hmm. And I, during my last two weeks in training, they took me to the Discovery in India and i was learning their systems because i studied it i was learning like even that domain knowledge causes and insurance the kind of terms that they use and i was prepared and when i came back in april 2016 i started at discovery they also wanted to test me for three months so they took they gave me a mentor i wasn't really working i was being trained on uh how to be a business analyst how to do uml and stuff they're too technical and even during that time i was just making it by god's grace like understanding everything that you know they were doing in that company and then three months after i joined there around may april they uh, placed me in uh, one of the departments. Th that department, they, they, they're responsible for implementing new innovations like mobile apps, new things. You don't maintain old systems. We just develop new systems and we hand them over for maintenance to a different team, which was exactly what I wanted, right? And um, <clears throat> towards the end of the year, the head of that department called me and said, I've already started uh, conversations with your company because I was placed by uh, this com the India company there. So I was still under the India company's payroll. So he said to me, you know what? We told them that we want to buy you. We want you to be a part of our company and we're going to give you a permanent job. So that time I was just an intern and a trainee. So the money was not enough. Yeah. And yeah, that's how I became um, a junior business analyst there in 2017. In 2018, I joined the banking industry where I obtained um, a, a more like senior role. And um, I started my company in 2018, September. Grind Automations is an IT company. It's exciting and I've got a lot of projects. So on the picture or the video that you commented on, I was actually in Tanzania, you know, doing the presentations and mm -hmm. yeah, speaking about IT. So I think it's safe for me to say, God has called me into this industry and I can't wait to see where, yeah, but I have a feeling that I'm going to change the world. I'm going to- You are, like honestly, like <laughs> when, I, when I came across your page, I instantly yeah. felt like the, the Holy Spirit telling me, you need to contact yeah. this lady because I feel like a, a lot 
lot of a lot of people here as well in the UK we mm. come from places where we come from like hardship right and yeah there isn't really anybody to guide you and to tell you how to do all these things so hearing your testimony it just kind of like shows that even when in times of need where there isn't anyone there to help you out all you have to have is God and I feel like that's the most important thing I wanted to ask you have you always been a um, Christian yeah I I got born again when I was seven seven (laughs) yes but I obviously didn't really understand what I was doing I was I was attracted to you know I don't know if you know crusades you know crusades that they do in rural areas where they come and plant uh tents yes yeah i was attracted to that growing up and i decided the music actually Mm -hmm. i decided to start going (laughs) and the next thing they called uh for people who'd like to accept jesus christ as their lord and savior Mm -hmm. and i was just that little little kid that decided to go and that's it that's how i fell in love and i grew from there and after you um fell in love then everyone came after you like your mom and your Yes. Other yeah, my whole so it, it was yeah. you who opened the um, pathway for everyone in your family. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, and I think it was not a coincidence. Like I told you that <clears throat> when I saw the situation at uh, at home, uh, no one told me what I need to do. I think mm-hmm. God knew that I needed to be born again at that time mm-hmm. because He He had already when He created me in my mother's womb, He yeah. knew that. I will be the pillar of my family. So even when I got born again at that time, it was to protect me from a lot of things, you know, because when you get in born again at that age, obviously my family, because they were not born again, they were practicing other beliefs, Mm, but I didn't have to be a part of that. I didn't have to be a part of uh, going to any other church that is not a a Christian church. Mm. So I think, it is now that I actually, when I speak to you, that I realize that it makes sense why I was attracted to that. Yeah. Because God knew that at some point in my life, my whole family would like to, I mean, they were going to need to, you know, depend on me to be their pillar, to be their advisor, to be their provider. Mm-hmm. I mean, for God to uh, provide through me, you know. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. I wanted to ask one more question, if you don't mind. Okay. Um. So, what advice would you hand to a person who comes from a background where it, it seems like there isn't a, a way out? Like this is how it will be your entire life. I, I always tell people that you need to, you know, go to God. You know, there is no life outside of Jesus Christ. You need to firstly accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, submit your life to God, mm-hmm. because that is where you will be able to know what is your journey like you'll be able to be guided like in my journey i'll tell from my experience as well knowing christ literally channeled everything in my life even if i i did not plan that this is how i would want my life to turn out but somehow because i'd given my my life to christ things were like just channeled on my behalf i don't know if i make sense Mm. so number one you need to accept jesus jesus christ as your lord and savior establish a relationship with god so i i always motivate people and people always come to me for advices but the biggest advice that i tell them is your creator knows about your journey he's the one who created you Mm. i can motivate you i can inspire you but at the end of the day 
what you need to do is to rely on God because your journey is tailored by God. I may not know, I may assume, you know, looking at your journey and assume certain things, but it is the creator that is going to tell you how your life, it has to come about. So also just to say some words of encouragement, no situation lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. So if you're going through something, see it as an opportunity to be groomed. Something has to come out of you. You know, your character will be pruned, you know, out of the situation. Because like I'm saying, if I, I I don't think I'd be this humble if I don't suffer. It's true. I feel like (laughs) all of us have to experience something. Exactly. You know, Mm. so I I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be this humble if I've Mm. always known, you know, uh, um, having money and Mm. having everything presented to me with the kind of background that I'm coming from. I don't think anyone would have guided me. Like I told you that, honestly, I didn't have that guidance from any elder growing Mm. up. Honestly, all the decisions that I made, I made them because I was a Christian. I made them because I ran to God at a very young age. Everything that I was able to do and achieve, it it is solely my decision. It was, I didn't have like the luxury of having a father and a mother where you get the rules, you get to be, you know, told how you must live your life, how you must behave. And, you know, like other people would say, like other people would say, I had strict parents and because of them, I knew that I have to behave this way. As for me, no, no, it was not, you know, the, the, the case. So going back to God and actually making God your best friend and the main uh, place of, he is like, he's the main place of comfort. Thank you so much, Melissa, for such a beautiful testimony. It just comes to show when the enemy is attacking you from left, right and center, God will keep you safe. Mm. God will guide you. God will lead you. It doesn't matter what you're going through. We all go through different things. We all mm. go through different circumstances. And sometimes they can be even the harshest ones. But guess what? If you hold on to the God, if you trust him with all your heart and lean on your own understanding and allow God to commit your way to him, commit the path into your hands, you will be great. You will succeed and you will achieve from where you're coming from now many who know you before can see that god has really turned your life around and it has made a big difference not just for you but for your family and your children children so praise be to god hallelujah amen this girl's fully preaching <laughs> she's fully <laughs> preaching but um yeah but isaiah 41 10 it says fear not for i am with you be not dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you yes i will help you i will uphold you with my righteous right hand now guys this test this um scripture really spoke to me whilst i was hearing this testimony because it just goes to show yeah that your strength lies in the lord you know anytime you're experiencing anything call on the lord and say god you know what i need you to strengthen me through this i cannot do this by myself many times yeah in the bible it talks about how people were able to rely on god david was able to rely on god even though he didn't have experience he was able to rely on god job 10 12 it says you have granted me life and favor and your care has preserved my spirit Amen. So Amen. guys, please, you know, call upon the Lord, ask him for help, you know, help other people, not only to receive anything in, in return, but you do not know that you may be a destiny helper for that individual and yes. they will remember you, yes. you know, they will be able to bring, to recommend you, you yeah. know, don't walk around around life having pride and having like a sour face and not really speaking to anyone because you, you feel like you're higher than people know. Anyone can help you regardless of who they are, even if they were in jail as that guy was able to recommend um, 
Joseph when he left jail. So regardless of where you are, regardless of who you are, you know, remember the people that have helped you. Remember the people who, you know, who, who you're also able to help as well. You know, we are all interconnected. We're, we're all here for a reason and we're all here to help each other. Yeah? Man. So guys, thank you again for tuning in. If you guys do have a testimony, please do not hesitate to contact us on Instagram or on our website, www.hisword.uk. Okay? If this testimony has touched you, you know, share with your friends and family. Do not keep it to yourself. How were you able, you know, how have you been impacted by this testimony? You know, speak about it. Fellowship. You know, this is not by accident, guys, as I keep saying. You ain't here by accident. I ain't here by accident. I ain't speaking to you by accident. At all. At all. <laughs> anyway, this is the end of the episode. So, guys, please remember... His word is God's word. Hey, his word is God's word. Hello, his word is God's word.